You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. Hello. Hello! I'm Hugh Ford. I'm Jenny Slevin. And I'm Tom Canning, and welcome to episode 26 of the Real Reading Podcast. We're recording this on Thursday the 26th of July, and this week's guest is... Um... um well, yeah, um, nobody. Nobody. Um, it's been a strange week. Uh, we've all been obviously incredibly busy, and it's hot. It's really hot. And we just haven't quite got our act together so apologies you're stuck with the three of us but Hugh Fort is back I am back possibly even with a vengeance <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> oh dear like that was it um, if you enjoy our ramblings about Reading please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Friday morning and if you want to get involved in the show you can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod uh, Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcast we're on Instagram and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts you can also check out our new podcast index with all the major talking points on past shows at www.inyourarea.co.uk slash RRP index now I've got a big bit of crossed out words here that uh, we would normally speak but i'm going to say instead we have all the usual features including what we've liked this week and fort explains it all which this week hugh is the natalie and excitingly named community infrastructure levy i thought you meant the name natalie no not natalie what's natalie got to do with the <laughs> sill natalie okay also right. heard natalie. <laughs> um so, little bit of uh, matters, administrative matters arising. Um, some bad news. Uh, Jenny, you are leaving us. Yeah, I suppose it depends which way you look at it, whether or not it's, it's bad or good news. But well, it's certainly... It's, 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 it's certainly yes. not going to be around to do the podcast anymore. But from Wednesday, August the 8th, I will no longer be working for Get Ready. So... I probably won't be around for our weekly podcast recordings. Well, I don't think this is going to mean we have to press the expletives button, but bugger, really. <laughs> um, it would be a bit of a shame. It's been really, really enjoyable uh, having you. We do have one more podcast with you on, which is next yes. week. Um, and I suppose in terms of administrative matters then, what we, what Hugh and I and Jenny have decided to do is we will have one more podcast in what we will call Series 1. We will take a short break uh, while Hugh and I decide what on earth we're going to do, because <laughs> let's not go back to the bad old days of Episodes 1 and 2. We've come so far <laughs> since then. So uh, we're going to have a little bit of a think. If anybody has any ideas, um, we will see what we can do. And who knows, Jenny may even return we don't know potentially potentially we're just just gonna have a couple of weeks off just uh, or, or maybe even just a week off i don't know we'll put something out in those intervening weeks so there's still something for you to listen to but we'll have of the main show we will have a little bit of a break so and then we'll go on to series two which sounds rather like something we would do in america it does. we've been recommissioned two. yeah <laughs> recommissioned yeah 47 episodes yes with a cast change <laughs> someone else playing jenny slevin mm. Which will be very, very much fun. No one will notice. Fortunately, we are just audio, so it won't be like a different actress turning up. They don't look the right person, like the same person. Like when um, was it Ben Mitchell got replaced? Oh yes, uh, three times he's been replaced. Was it three times? Yeah, and there's a lad in. Samantha Mitchell got changed as well, didn't she? Yes, yeah, she did. A... And Janine. And Janine Butcher was also. No, 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 no. A little girl who turned. Oh, okay. As a, uh... The other one most recently was the 
lady that had the child of Phil Mitchell in EastEnders. The lady that had the child of Phil From, Mitchell. Was very, she was we very don't young. need to remember her name. No, Can't I can't remember. Can't. Anyway, this happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is because I don't watch EastEnders and I can't remember a character's name. It's nothing to do with whether she's male or female. Mm. You remembered the man's name though, didn't you? Everybody knows who Phil Mitchell is. <laughs> Baldy-headed. Alcoholic. Yes. Um, also been shot twice. Anyway, I'm too... too We're spending too yeah. long on EastEnders. Shall we move on? <laughs> yes, let's move on. Um, on to what we've liked this week. Jenny, you're up first as usual. Yes, I have seen some pictures this week that I wanted to talk about. Oh. Um, from a photographer called Matt Emmett, who is an urban explorer. Um, we've featured some of his pictures on the website before, kind of looking around different buildings. I think he went to... Was it the old school, which is now the Wren School, the Albion? Did he go and have a look around? Or there? before it was knocked down? I know. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, he's got a lot of stuff um, <laughs> on his website. So. Did he do the Wilder's Folly pictures as yes. well, or was that somewhere else? Was that Matt? Yeah, that was him. Yeah. But, um, I haven't anyway, got my index with us... me. I can't remember which episode that was now, but go and have a look. We did an episode on Wilder's Folly. He's sent us some new photos. Uh, they're absolutely incredible, and they are of him exploring underground in Emma Green. Wow. The old chalk mines. And they are just fascinating to look at. The, the space underneath is, is vast, isn't it? It's, it's absolutely huge. These gigantic tunnels and caves just filled with chalk. Um, and, and the mines used to be used to make Reading bricks. So oh, some fantastic. of Reading's most historic buildings are made with chalk that came from underneath Emma Green and local clay that were mixed together to make bricks. Um, and it, yeah, I recommend going on to get Reading and taking a look at the pictures because okay. they are just absolutely fascinating. We'll inc- I haven't seen those myself actually. We'll include that link in the show notes, which are available when the podcast comes out. So you'll be able to see those. Um, Hugh. Well, I've just been inspired by photography as well. Ah, have you? Very yes. creative. This yes. Thing. We are very Unusually for you as well. Me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean inspiration, not photography. Oh, yeah, to be inspired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. yeah, um, this is a new book. Yes. Of, um, a bit grubby. Of, it's a new book. It's been on my desk for a few days. Okay. Um, it's a new book of historic photography from Reading. Uh, the, the body historic England has... Um, gone through its archives um, a collection of 12 million photographs not, not all of Reading okay right around the country and it's made a number of these books um, this one's just called Reading but it goes back to um, it's got these amazing pictures of the town before it was um, you know from 100 years ago essentially a lot of these are from the very early days of photography so you can see what Friar Street Broad Street Marketplace there's um, the Abbey Gateway oh there's wow there's the Abbey Gateway yeah um, absolutely fantastic isn't it all these old lovely old black and white pictures um, and it's divided up into places of worship and business sites And but the, the town is um, is really fascinating um, as I'm desperately trying to flick to it while we're talking <laughs> um, but yeah we've got the um, Castle Street Southampton Street uh, Coley Avenue line oh wow before there was a road there <laughs> Blimey. I think it still looks quite similar to that, if it's, um, but with trees either side. But obviously, there's, mm. there's no road in that picture where there is now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's all like it's all it's all this. There's sort of short captions on each one, um, just saying what the pictures are of, essentially. And um, you know, there's horse-drawn carriages, and just to look back on the to the years where none of us none of us were born. So, yeah. 
So um, it's very interesting and a real insight into a time gone by. Um, Historic England have kindly given us some of their photos, haven't they? So they have indeed. Yeah, we, we'll have a story. We've got a story on on Friday, um, same day as the podcast comes out. Yes. Um, just showcasing some of the the photos, some of the, the I think it's 11, ten or eleven of the be, of the best photos that I've chosen. They might not be the best photos <laughs> in the book. They're the ones I like <laughs> the best. Um, and yeah, so you can get it. It's available at all good bookshops. Great. You can certainly get it off Amazon. I don't know whether you'd be able to get it in other towns but um, I'm sure you can get it in Reading or Great. online excellent Mine this week uh, is a little bit of a rebuke to our good friend Jonathan Lowe who was on the podcast last week uh, and who uh, wasn't very best pleased with Reading Station and none of us really understood why. We've just it's, been cracking up again at it's, the um, idea of it being too, too drafty. <laughs> I mean, um, We've got some very strange views that boy. Um, so the, just the thing I like this week, I mean, so my, my wife was away this weekend and, you know, while the wife's away, uh, the man goes out and watches rubbish football matches. So um, I jumped on the train to Sandhurst from Reading and I jumped on the train to Basingstoke from Reading and I went to watch a couple of games and came back and had a few beers and each one of those journeys cost me just £6.60 and I really, really enjoyed myself, took no time at all uh, and it was very easy and I was very happy about it. So good on Reading Station. But was it drafty? No, not really. It was pretty hot, to be honest. I'm not surprised. Could have done with it. Yeah, could have done with the draft. Did you find honest. out where to get your tickets from? Considering there's apparently mm. no main entrance hall. I just went to the ticket office. Yeah. The yeah. ticket, the, the, one of the one of the brand new machines they've put in, and just got some tickets from there. So. They're easy, aren't they? Yeah, it was easy. I just like, put the name of the place I wanted to go to in, and it pl- said there's there also go. plenty of them. Yes, and <laughs> normally not many people queuing at them either. It depends what time you go. I Last travelling, it was quite. Yeah, but even even then, I mean, there's. I mean, I think I quite enjoyed John's response um, when, it, uh, or our response to John when he said, them, oh, "Did you want me back on the podcast?" And we just went, "Not really." <laughs> you, put, um, you put him in his place. Uh, we, we tried to. Sorry. I mean, we we may have to go grovelling now that Jenny's off. So we, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, stick to football, Jonathan. Yes. <laughs> um, thanks, guys. Now it's time for Fort explains it all. Hugh, tell us about community in the Sill. Sill. Community infrastructure, there we. Yes. Much more exciting than the name suggests. Let me tell you. Is it? I'm not sure. I agree with that. My favourite sill is a window. Really? Yeah. Carry on. My favourite sill is it bang. (laughs) (laughs) We're all being very silly, right? Ah, this is great radio. Hugh, serious stuff. Right, the community infrastructure levy is essentially money that gets given to Reading Borough Council or any council by people who want to build uh, housing in the area and is then subsequently spent on ensuring the area can cope and uh, the people in that that those houses have fun things to do. So, for example, if you wanted to build 100 houses in Tilehurst, you would then pay the council a certain amount of community infrastructure levy money and that money would be spent on improving the roads, adding things like playgrounds um, and other things like that and uh, just basically sprucing the place up so it can cope with um, cope with, with development so 
every housing development that is given permission, 15% of this money has to be spent in the area it is in. Okay, that seems quite low. Uh, it is quite low, but the um, the kind of overarching point of CIO money is to uh, for to improve the whole area. So okay. It, it, yeah, a lot of it gets spent on quite big projects, like around the borough. So not necessarily benefiting the area directly around that housing housing, um, but just to help help the area deal with. It could be, like the other 85% potentially could be spent on building a road to get people to the new development. Yes. Okay, yeah. right. Or improving an existing road to, to do wherever that. it is, yeah. yeah. Okay. Adding new lanes or bus lanes or something like that. Um, so, yeah, so the council has announced it has uh, £993,000 to spend in wow. okay. various areas. Um, Ring Town Centre being one around Caversham, I think is another one, and uh, was it was it was, it was Reading West, South, and North. <laughs> what about Reading East? No, no Reading East. Oh, not much being built there, is it? <laughs> Where would you build any houses in that in that no. particular part of town? Um, but um, so yeah, so the council is now asking people what they would like to see um, the money spent on. There is a very substantial list of projects that are imminent. Um, so like sprucing up playgrounds and um, doing adding road uh, traffic calming traffic traffic systems essentially that people have wanted for ages but there's never been any money for all around these areas and people can have their say in what it is and the council will also take suggestions for new projects that it could spend money on as well but um, they're kind of a lot of small projects I think it's massively mm-hmm. massively expensive out of anything that they're suggesting but um, it's all stuff a lot of it is stuff that's either been needed for ages and they've had no money like like refurbishing play areas and stuff like that but, but also speed speed limits and speed measures that people have been asking for for ages and the council which as we know is cash strapped one of the things I'm very excited about, and I've, I've taken part in the consultation, and I've, I've put this as my number one priority, is a zebra or pedestrian crossing in Gosbrook Road, um, where there's, a, there's like an entrance to Christchurch Meadows, and then there's the entrance yeah. to um, the Westfield Road Park. And it's a really busy road. I've spoken already about how it always stinks of, <laughs> of, of car fumes. And it is quite tricky to cross because there are lights going at different times. So that's one of the things that okay. can be spent on the zebra crossing for Gosford Road. Yeah. So if, um, the other thing to point out is that there are the list is not necessarily a concrete list. There's a kind of if you look at the consultation, there's a few little caveats and concerns about um, about some of the projects. Like one of them is a playground and the suggestion is it gets a bit of money spent on it to make it better but it says, it says in the thing next to it this playground is not well used so essentially stuff like that might not get done but certainly it's a very much an exercise in local democracy um, and asking the people what they want okay. and they have money and this is this this will this will happen over and over again because there's there's always money there's always money around coming in and uh, stuff and whenever there are developments and the council does get money it will eventually fork out some of this money to to do up the local area, so it's a it's a good thing, and it's a, um, a good use of local democracy as well. So oh, good. If, if you want it, have a look. See if there's anything <laughs> in your area, and, and have your say. 
I wonder how many of the suggestions will involve swimming pools. Potholes. Apparently, lots of people have commented on our story. A few people have commented on our story already saying, why don't you just fix all the roads? <laughs> uh, my understanding is this money is not for that sort of thing. I think if, if you're going to get this sort of money, it's got to be something with a long-lasting, long-lasting like a, a legacy. If you just go and fix all the potholes the next cold winter, which I suppose will be in about three or four weeks, um, it's all going to go wrong again. So, yeah, think- and also the government does stipulate the kinds of things that the money needs to be yeah, spent yeah. on. You can't, as with all council funding, you can't just spend it on whatever you want. Yeah. There are certain pots yeah. which are dedicated to certain things, and yeah. this, unfortunately, cannot be dedicated I'll, to potholes. Ultimately, <laughs> as annoying as potholes are, filling them all in isn't going to improve my life. No, and there's like like Jenny said, there's budgets for it anyway. Yeah. There's, there's ongoing, always ongoing, <laughs> ongoing work on on the roads. Um, you people's, wait. People's oh. pothole attitudes towards potholes just tends to be looking out in the road directly where they live, and wondering <laughs> why that's not top of the list. So, so uh, it, like I say, it's not for that. No, I'll get done in by a pothole tonight after after all of this. So, <laughs> and then I'll be rage. <laughs> Crack. And you'll be able to write to the council and say, "Why are you fixing all the potholes?" <laughs> Sorry, that was very offensive. That was very offensive. Yeah, it's, it's, a big, it's a big issue. It is a big issue. It's yes. separate to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of many. Okay, um, Hugh, thank you very much. Um, in lieu of the fact that we don't have a guest this week, uh, we will go straight to the random question. Whose turn is it this week? I can't remember. I think Hugh did it last week. We don't have a jingle either. I can't it last, last week. We didn't have a random wasn't, No, we didn't have a random question. I think we, we didn't have any about Portsmouth. No. Uh, right, yeah. Jonathan, he doesn't even come from Reading. No, he just doesn't. He just sums him up. <laughs> Everything <laughs> about it. the station doesn't come from yeah. Reading. I've been to Fratton Station just recently. Oh, dear. I know. I've been, uh, to, I've been to Fratton Park football ground. That's, a, that's, a, that's an experience. I actually prefer Fratton. Going to terrible derelict grounds in the, in the non-leagues, go to Portsmouth. Prefer, I prefer Fratton Park to uh, most grounds. It's a proper football ground. Can we move on? Yeah, no football. Okay, Jenny. Um, Jenny... Uh, actually, no, I'm going to let Hugh do it this week, so you can do it on your last week. Okay. So, Hugh, are you ready? What is this week's random question? School trip. Ooh, oh, this is a good one. Do you want to start? It looks like you've got an idea. Uh, the first one I can think of was our school trip in year six. What school did you go to? Garland Junior School in uh, Bedford Common. Okay. And we went to Ufton Court for a few Ooh. days, which is in uh, a, the massive distance from Bowfield Common to Ufton Nervet, which is about <laughs> two miles. <laughs> probably, as a, as a nine-year-old, seemed like a huge adventure travelling that distance. Uh, we did orienteering around the um, around the old place there. What is it? It's an old, it's an old house, I think, is Ufton Court, isn't it? It's a very lot of land. We, did, we stayed there for a couple of days, and we did orienteering. And that was all I can remember, apart from some really, really stupid conversations with my friends at the time, which I'm not going to repeat because they're just really weird. <laughs> they don't make any sense out of context. But I can remember having them, and we still talk about them now. But <laughs> Okay. I'm really intrigued. Yeah, but they're not for sharing. No. <laughs> well, no, they're, they're, they're like stupid things that children talk about. Um, do you want to talk about it? It's really no, no it's, not really. It's really. We don't want to hear the stupid things you've got to say. <laughs> this is true. Imagine what, what most things I talk about now in a, in a high-pitched, stupid boy child's voice. 
It's good fun though. I remember yeah. it. Obviously, I remember it. It's the first one I, I do remember. I've, I've been on more. Yes. But, uh, oh, good. That was the only one. I think that was the only one which was local when we got to uh, got to a big school. It tended to be more exotic places yes. like Shropshire. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I remember we went on a school. I went to a Meadowvale school in Bracknell, and we went to a, a place called Rossigualia, which was a like a camp in deepest Wales for uh, for kids to go to, and you did like. Um, Rap, uh, like going down, walking down rivers and like through the rivers and stuff and canoeing and cave digging not cave digging like going in caves and stuff That's and cool. all that stuff it was really cool sailing that sounds that. amazing it was well cool that was primary school it's a lot better it sounds That's a lot better than I've done there sorry Jenny I'd rather taken uh, no, taking that okay. away from me it's interesting to hear your input on things like this because you don't usually take part no well you know because I'm not coming out you just sit in the corner shopping that you didn't grow up in Reddit yeah. <laughs> oh it's so unfair I'm here now <laughs> I'm really struggling to think of any local school trips that I went on, but I did go on a very mega school trip when I was in secondary school. I went to Little Heath School. Yes. And we went on, and it was like arts, theatre, and culture trips. So it was art students, drama students, and history students. Um, went to New York City for a week, which is absolutely incredible. I was very lucky. I we won't mention what film it was, but I did a little bit of extra work when I was at school. <laughs> and, and the money I made from that, I used to pay for my trip to, to New York. Um, and it was really cool. We did a lot of shopping. I saw a lot of theatre on Broadway. We went to uh, the Museum of Modern Art. Um, and then culturally, we went to um, the Holocaust Memorial Centre, which was like really sad and upsetting, but quite inspirational because we heard from a woman who had survived the Holocaust. She was obviously a child when it happened. Um, and we also went to Ground Zero. I think it was about six or seven years after 9-11. And um, we spoke to some firefighters that had, that had been into the World Trade Centre. Um, and, yeah, it was... You know, be, being that young yeah. and having seen nine eleven happen on the on the telly those all those years ago, and then and then going to New York, it was it was really touching, and it wasn't you know just an amazing experience to be a teenager and be able to go to New York City with all of your friends. Yeah. Um, but we also did a trip similar to one you were just talking about when I was at primary school. I went to Springfield Primary School. We went to the Lake District. And we stayed in tents <laughs> and we did things like abseiling and canoeing and we actually had a, a song that we used to sing in school <laughs> assemblies um, that was to the tune of Star Trekking. I don't oh know if God. you know the Star Trekking song. Yes. It was canoeing across Lake Windermere. Um, there was, there was some, you know, something about only going forward. I think that was, I think that was always in the Star Trekking <laughs> song, you know. Um, but yeah, that was a, so we'd sing that in every school <laughs> assembly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And let's wonder how you ended up so cool. I do remember being told off quite badly by one of our teachers on the first night. Because uh, me and I think we were staying in a tent with four other girls. We were uh, doing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rap <laughs> at that midnight. <laughs> we got called selfish for keeping everyone awake. I think they were enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's amazing how you spent all of your, most of your childhood apparently singing. And you won't sing for us. I've sung for you a couple of times and I've regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank, thanks, Grace. <laughs> <That's laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I, I, I don't really know what I'm to do. I'm sure. With that I now. wonder if, uh, if Springfield Primary School people still sing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. I really hope so. Let's get them in next week for your last show. <laughs> I can serenade you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jenny, uh, some events, a couple of events yes, this week. we have got quite a lot going on in the town centre this weekend. I'm going to start with Reading Fringe Festival, which kicked off on Tuesday, but it's going on until... Did I say Reading Fringe Festival? You did say Reading Fringe Festival. But like, I don't it's, know. It's hot in here, it's okay, it's hot, it's hot in here. I'm melting. <laughs> I think, yes, um, sweat is pouring off my face. Um, I'm yeah, just Reading sitting. Fringe Festival is on until Sunday, July 29th. Um, I don't know whether you've spotted it, I've walked past it a yes. couple of times, there was a huge inflatable yes. tent kind of stage area. Big bouncy castle. Down. I don't think it is dis- no. a bouncy castle, disappointingly. That's massively um, disappointing. <laughs> but friend of the show, Time Trap Escape Rooms, yes. are running free 15 minute uh, kind of clue solving puzzle games at Station Hill in that big... I thing. saw that. Yes, good. Yeah. Um, every day, it's just drop in between eleven and seven. Andrew and Katie, very good guys. Yeah. Um, there are. Well, you actually go inside it. Yeah, it's going to be very hot. I was going to say. <laughs> certainly focus the mind on getting really quick. But uh, you know, there's a there's a whole host of of events happening for Reading Fringe Festival over the weekend. Some of them free, some of them not. Some of them suitable for children, but some of them not. So take a look at what's going on. With Reading Fringe Festival was on the podcast last week, Thank just to you. let everybody know if you want to yes. go and listen back to that. Juju Lindsay, the Juju. director of the festival, had a chat with us. Um, we've also got three separate open-air cinema screenings happening this weekend. Just, it's Top Gun this weekend. Uh, yes. Yes. So um, Top Gun is on at Wellington Country Park, which is just outside. Yep. Reading, you know. um, that's on Saturday night from 7.30. Tickets are £12.00. Um, and we've also got a Caversham Court Gardens on Friday night, Notting Hill. Oh, and good on film. Saturday night, we've got. I don't know. <laughs> but you've marked everything in yellow highlighter, Jenny. Know, How can you not know? It. It's, <laughs> it's on the other page. No, it's not. I'm really sorry, I don't know what's on Saturday night. This is night. an excellent listening experience. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it's too hot. Anyway. <laughs> it's a film of some... some yes, there is a film, if, if you, you like films. If you can work out what's on Saturday night, um, Where's tickets that? for that, Cavisham Court Gardens. Cavisham Court Gardens. Tickets okay. for that uh, start from £15.35. You can buy more expensive ones. They include a deck chair, a bag of popcorn and a drink from the bar. Um, and then if you're into gaming and want to spend your entire weekend sitting inside... <laughs> Pro- <laughs> probably, yes. Yes, <laughs> quite <it's> honestly. <laughs> Uh, Rapture Gaming Festival is coming to Rivermead Leisure Complex in Richard Avenue on both Saturday and Sunday. There are going to be gaming zones, Minecraft areas, virtual reality setups, tabletop gaming and retro gaming areas. One day tickets are £14, two day tickets are £22. Um, uh, You can also get group ticket bundles save a bit of cash as well excellent well, Q and I were just talking about how hard old computer games where he's playing his SNES at the moment so I think we might just go and play Mega Man on the SNES this weekend not in public though because it's too hard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just embarrass yourself and you only get two lives I don't think I've played a video game since I couldn't beat the centaur in the Disney Hercules <laughs> PlayStation game that sounds like a traumatic childhood experience <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking about decided to give ago? up I was a big Crash Bandicoot fan, though. I don't imagine that I'll be on a gaming festival. <laughs> That's pretty retro. Yeah. Can I just tell you what I'm doing this weekend? Mm. Just very quickly, because I know we've been... I don't really care, but go on then. Oh, okay. <laughs> we've been quite disparaging of Portsmouth, but this weekend I am going down to Portsmouth to see my brother, and we are going for a beer festival on HMS Warrior. Wow. It was brilliant last year, and we're going again this year. I so. remember you getting very excited yeah. a few weeks ago when you were talking about yeah. booking tickets. Yeah. All done. Have fun. So. Enjoy yourself. I will. I'm going to walk from Cambridge to Sonning and back again. Oh, cool. 
I'm going for lunch in the London Street Brasserie. Ooh, yeah. Someone's had a pay rise. My mum said, I went there the other day and I liked it, so I want to go again. Would you like to come with me? Especially because my mum's like fondness for eating out. I assume she's paying. Good. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Um, if you are enjoying our prattlings about Reading, uh, and if you've come this far, then we are assuming you must, then please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Friday morning. If you want to be involved in the show, you can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod, Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcast. We're on Instagram, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I've just reminded myself that I will talk about this next week, but I found out about the uh, Reading Buses word of the day. I'll feedback to the, about that next week. Can't wait. Uh, I know, steady. Um, and if you know anything, anyone who you think would be great to interview for the podcast, <laughs> like we didn't manage to find well, this week, somebody. Yeah. Um, oh, well, great to see we've got Reading Buses in right at the end. Yes. <laughs> Quick, we've not mentioned them this episode. We were doing so well. Um, Please do let us know. The only prerequisite is that they must live or work in the town, and most importantly, they must love Reading. That is all for now. We will see you for our final episode of the series, Jenny's final episode, and uh, other final things next week. Bye. Bye! You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.